What's up, guys? Welcome back to a special edition of the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. We're not going to talk, be talking about the draft today. Devin is joined by a, a very special guest. He's the starting center for the Virginia Tech Hokies. It's Brock Hoffman. Brock, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Devin has uh, talked a lot about you on the podcast, so it's great that we finally get a chance to actually talk to you, kind of pick your brains about some of the things that happened this year. And, uh, you know, given that you are one of the best friends of one of the top prospects that we talk about all the time on the show, no better person to bring in. Awesome, man. I appreciate y'all having me on here. For sure. So, again, we got some questions to ask. So I'm going to let Devin take the first one. Yeah, man. Uh, Brock, you know, like I said, I'm a big fan of your game, uh, a lot what you do. Uh, but for you, when, when did kind of football start for you and how did you kind of get involved with football? Uh, well, football started for me from the, I mean, honestly, from a young, young age. Uh, my dad was a college coach. He coached, uh, D2 ball in North Carolina and he actually, you know, got out of coaching, got into the business world. And then right around third grade was when I first started playing, uh, contact football. And he actually came and coached my little league team. So third, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Um, and you know, when you got a little league team coached by a college coach, I mean, it's run pretty, pretty tight ship and uh, we were pretty damn good but um but no I mean that's when football for me started and uh, the love for the game kind of was built from that and my relationship with my dad yeah definitely uh, uh having someone that uh you know when I was growing up my brother was was playing in college and and coached my my uh my summer league so I, I know how that's that feels a little bit but I can't imagine having a college coach teaching you as like a 10 or 11 year old oh yeah no it was, it was intense for sure <laughs> Now, um, so you, um, you start, you grew up in North Carolina, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. And then, uh, you obviously started playing at Coastal Carolina and then, uh, made the transfers. So, you know, we hear a lot about the transfer portal, but I don't think very many people understand that. So what's that like? Just that transfer experience? Cause like, I know a couple of our guys have wondered, like, can they recruit you or like just a, just a basic explanation of the transfer portal? Kind of yeah, no, I mean, when I first went in, it was kind of like new to everything. I think it was like the first year it happened. So there wasn't a lot of people in there. It was more, mainly like your quarterbacks and stuff. Now you see, I mean, everybody's in. I look on Twitter um, this morning scrolling, you just see portal post after portal post, people entering. It's kind of crazy. But, uh, I mean, I think the best way to explain it probably would be just it's honestly like high school recruiting all over again. I think you get your five official visits that you 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 had in high school um you get those back and basically i mean you can reach out to coaches coaches re reach out to you but i know when i entered that morning for about 48 hours my phone rang i mean it just did non non-stop it was kind of hectic and i mean i couldn't imagine how it is now with everybody in there so basically i would say it's just like high school recruiting all over again uh yes. Bill, oh sorry go ahead Devin. i was gonna say speaking of high school recruiting uh coming out of high school uh, were you someone that was highly recruited or was, were you someone that, you know, you got some D1 offers or, or you know, kind of how did that recruiting process go for you? And uh, what was kind of your main position in, in high school? Because I know you played uh, 12 games at guard at Coastal Carolina. Yeah, no. So um, for me in high school, I felt like I was kind of a late bloomer, which made me a little bit under recruited. Obviously, like Coastal's doing good now. But um, when I was there, that was at the beginning of that transition from FCS to FBS. Um I was originally committed to Georgia Southern. Their staff got fired, so I didn't want to go to a school that I didn't get recruited by the staff. So 
flip my commitment to coastal. But I mean, other than that, those are my two biggest offers. Um, I had a couple FCS offers, but I felt like just because I was a late developer that, uh, you know, made me kind of late in the recruiting process. Um, but no. And then in high school, my freshman year, I played center. My sophomore year, I played guard. Um, and then junior, senior year, I played center. So kind of, kind of the same thing in college. My freshman year, I played center. Sophomore year, I played guard. Junior year, I played center. So, but no, I mean, I feel comfortable in any of those three spots, left or right guard or center. So. Yeah. Uh, kind of going back to, you know, you know, playing some time at, at Coastal Carolina, they decided to, to transfer what drew to Virginia Tech. Um, in terms of, flip, you know, flipping from, you know, an up and coming school that we obviously didn't know Coastal Carolina would be where they are now to a more prestigious program like Virginia Tech. Right. Um, no, for me, I think the thing that, uh, was like the deciding factor was one, like it had to be closer to home, uh, for my situation that I had with my, with my family. But two, I had had a prior relationship with the coaches in high school. Um, they had recruited me for a while. I actually thought I was going to get the offer there out of high school. I ended up not going, so I decided to um, early enroll at Coastal, which that was kind of a whole little thing. But um, but no, just my relationship with uh, the O line coach at VT has just you know kind of led me there. And you know, you talk about kind of your development. When did you kind of see yourself kind of ascending and, and then being able to step into the starting center role at Virginia Tech? Uh, was it you know? Kind of, cause did you, uh, did you have to sit out a year in 2019 for, for transferring? Yeah, I did. So did during that time, do you think you kind of really grew as a player, you know, kind of learning under a Virginia Tech offensive line coach and, uh, being learned for some of those other guys? Yeah, no, I think that sit out year, um, was one of the best things that happened to me. Honestly, I grew a lot as like a person off the field and, um, on the field, uh, you know, off the field, I worked with our nutritionist and strength staff like every single day. And I think that really, um, helped me develop my body to what it needed to be and, you know, be at the level I need to be at right now. But on the field wise, just learning from Coach Vice and honestly learning from CD and a couple of the other guys in our room. Um, we used, we just picked each other's brains and I think that really helped me, you know, develop as a, as a smarter player, um, over that year. Uh, for sure. I mean, we mentioned the, the Virginia Tech offensive line. From, from all accounts, it's a very close knit, uh, unit with you, Christian Darasaw. I'm gonna, I feel so bad because I'm probably gonna butcher his first name. Uh, uh, is it Leticus Smith? Lacetus. Okay. Yeah. I'm dyslexic, so I mix up. <laughs> What's that like? Cause again, you know, the Virginia Tech team this year, I mean, you guys kind of got the part of my language, the shit out of the stick with the schedule. I think you faced five yeah. ranked teams and seven that were ranked over the course of the season. Uh, but the mm. offensive line was kind of the one thing that was a constant in a, in a year with injuries and just, you know, losing guys to the transfer portal before the season. So what's that bond like on that unit? No, I mean, I mean, we're tight as hell. Like, I mean, we do everything together. Uh, at VT, we practice in the morning. So we get there at 6.10 every morning. We wake up like 5.30, get there at 6.10. And we all eat breakfast together. No one can eat until everyone's there. Um we, we just basically move around the facility as a unit, and that's kind of how it carries over into practice. And I think that carries over to the games. Um, outside of practice and outside of being at the facility, like we go eat together uh, on Thursday nights. Um, Wednesday nights, we actually go get something to eat and then bring it over to the facility, watch film together, uh, just kind of doing those last-minute preparations. But I think just us being around each other all the time, doing everything together, just really made us like a tight-knit group. And I think that, you know, 
obviously, you know, you're not doing exactly what you do on the field outside of it. But I think those little things in there, you know, that bond with us transitions to the field, you know, when like shit gets hard, like on fourth and one or fourth and inches on the goal line, like, you know, everybody's got each other's back. And like, we're going to give it all for each other. Cause like, I don't want to let Lacidas or CD or, or Tanuda down and they don't want to let me down. So it's like, you know, we just, you know, really bonded together and you just kind of stayed with it. And just those little things, you know, carry over for us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You, you talk about watching film. Uh, what, what are some of the things that you guys look for when, when you're watching film together? Is it, you know, kind of hand placement or, you know, working on those double teams and when to, to flow off to linebackers. What were some of the key things you guys uh, look at, you know, as, as a unit to, to kind of improve yourselves? Well, for me, um, what I like to do when I first watch a team is I like to take all the games that they have for that season. And I put, we have a cut up for it and their blitz cut up. And I like to see what they're doing, where their tendencies are on what down distance where that what blitz they're more likely to bring bring i mean we have like charts with all that with the statistics and all that stuff but i like to see like okay if a linebacker stance is different if he's leaning if he's on his toes like there's certain linebackers i mean they give the shit away like it's nothing like they're just i mean they're leaning they're ready to go but i mean there's certain teams that hide it hide it really well um but i think for a lot of us what i kind of told these or taught the guys to look for on film too with these D linemen in the run game is like, how do they play with their base? Not, I mean, yeah, you look at their hands, but if they play with a tight base, you could just torque them and they're, they're out the hole. Um, but cer- there's certain ones that play with good bases and that, that makes it, makes it a bitch to drive out. But, um, but no, um, but I mean, just looking at those little things like that, basically I, I just look for their blitz, where they're blitzing, how they're doing it. And if they play with a good base. For sure. All right. We, 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 we've talked about, uh, you know, you know, this, this season in past. So I want to talk about you as, you know, in particular. I got a couple of small questions. I think you, you probably know where I'm going with this first one, but I just kind of want to know what was, what do you think it was your best performance this game? I think I know what the answer is going to be, but I want to hear it from, from you. My best performance? Yeah. Shit. I think I know which one. I mean, I'd like to say the first game of the year or, um, or the UVA game. I think those were two of my best two games. Um, I definitely graded out the highest those two games. One of those I made ACC alum of the week, uh, which was pretty cool because I'd set out that year and then that was my first game back. So, but no, the, the UVA and NC State games were my best two. Yeah, the, the UVA game was interesting on a number of different levels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why don't we transition to that? You had a little bit of fun after the game on Twitter. Uh, with a, with a couple of their players that did and didn't play in that game, so um, mm-hmm. you you kind of took the the rivalry to a whole another level off the field. Yeah, uh, I can't even read some of the tweet. Well, I probably could, but I don't want to get in trouble with uh, with Virginia Tech for reading some of the things you said. <laughs> Calling out <laughs> Charles Snowden, a um, couple of guys that were injured. Uh, just what kind of what led to that? Were they were they just being like incredibly? Was there a lot of shit obviously being talked during the game? Yeah, well, I, you know, I tweeted that and I, it blew up and everybody, you know, everybody looks at me as the bad guy, but I mean, I, cause I said it second. I mean, if you go back and you look at the tweets before, um, in August by just their whole team, we had to cancel that game because of COVID and they, they acted like they, you know, knew how to cure the virus and everything. And they're talking about, oh, like we're protecting the cup and all this and that. And it's just like, all right, like, and it's just kind of built up. And I mean, Fuente, Coach Fuente used that. Um, that whole week. I mean, and honestly, before that, 
but yeah, I mean, it just had a lot of built up um, animosity towards them, and it's just it was just fun to let it all out. Like I said, I love that you called out a dude that that had that had uh, declared for the draft during the season. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, and he was the one that was mainly doing the tweet. He was talking about how hollow, hollow tweets can't save you, and that's that's the thing. They can't save you, so kind yeah. of came back and bit him in the ass. I, I went back and I watched that game, and I could tell, I mean, you and you and Christian are ass whoopers, you know, especially in the run game, and you guys definitely carried a little bit more oomph with that with the with the run sets in those in that game. Yeah, no, and it was it was cool experience too, because like I at Coastal, yeah, we had some like we had. We hated App State, but I mean, it wasn't like a year, years, years, years rivalry like yeah. the UVA VT, and and I could see it, you know, through the whole team. Like I mean, everybody on on our side hated that side; they hated us. It was just fun to go at it. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, transitioning kind of from that, um, you know, kind of looking at your tape. Obviously, we know how you play with an edge. You know, you play through the whistle, you're not someone that's going to stand around and you're going to look for work. Uh, where does that kind of, uh, you know, attitude come from, you know, playing with an edge and being that kind of person that's an enforcer and not someone that, you know, I guess, you know, takes the content, you, you take it to opponents. No, I think um, for me, it started back in high school was when, you know, kind of getting overlooked and my dad kind of talking to me about all that. And he always told me, just let it be fuel to the fire, let it be fuel to the fire. And I felt like, you know, I was overlooked and I was an underdog and all that kind of stuff in high school. And I think that kind of transitioned to me in college too. you know, going to a smaller school at the time and, you know, being an under recruited kid. I always play with that chip on my shoulder. Um and just over the years, like that's just kind of built up and built up, you know, some of the things I went through, um, especially during the uh, transfer process, having to sit out and all that kind of stuff. But but no, I would say a lot of it comes from from my dad. My dad, um, when he coached, he I think it was his linebackers group. He had this like shirt that had like raw on it, R.A.W. And I, I don't know what it meant for him, but I actually have that shirt and that's what I wear under every game or for every game from, I think the shirt was back from like 2000. I mean, it's tight as hell on me. I had to cut it and, you know, my big ass had to fit in there. But, um, but no, I changed it to make it or RAW relentless aggression wins. And I, that's just kind of how I play and that's just who I am. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we're we're now in the in the offseason. Virginia Tech's lost a lot of uh, you know of players this year due to the draft and to transferring. Um, but the the underlying players that are still there still have a really solid foundation. What do you think twenty twenty one is going to look like for Virginia Tech? What are your personal goals for twenty twenty one? My personal goals are yeah goals? that uh, yeah, all of it. I got you. I mean, my personal goals. Obviously, like I want to, you know, get as many accolades as I can. Obviously, I don't like let that, you know, factor into my play. But I think, you know, if I keep doing what I do and, you know, kind of my name gets out there a little more, I think those accolades kind of come with it. Um, but for me, it's, you know, all about the team. I don't give a shit about an accolade as long as we win games. Um, but, you know, I think there is still a solid group there. Uh, I think we're looking in the portal, you know, trying to get some guys that have had experience to kind of fill some of those spots. Um, that we lost, whether it was the draft or to uh, to the portal itself, too. But um, but no, I still think like there's a solid group there, and I think we have enough leaders on the team that can lead this group and bring the young kids along to develop them and uh, step into some roles to uh, be players this year. And uh, you know, looking back at some of your opponents, 
who was the hardest player you've had to block, uh, whether it's this season or, or just in general? Uh, I know you, you played some guys that are probably going to go on to play in the NFL, but who, who was the toughest one, uh, probably this season for you to block? Uh, my top, the toughest one this season, I would definitely say was Aleem McNeil from NC State. He's a stud. He's a big dude, a uh, strong dude. Um, me and him got into it a good amount during the game, just talking shit and stuff like that. But, <laughs> Why but not, that not, not surprised by me? That. Yeah, no. And, but, uh, and there, his coach this year was actually the D line coach from, from VT last year. So there was like some beef there too, but, uh, but not him. And then when I was at Coastal, I faced a really good D lineman, uh, Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. Yeah. Me and him went at it, uh, pretty good for the first quarter. And then I didn't line up against him. He moved, they moved him to the other side of the line and he just ate us up. So, so I mean, but me and him went at it for a good, good quarter. And then that was about it. I faced, uh, whatever the other, they just basically flipped him. So. Yeah, I, I can imagine that would be an interesting experience being a, a smaller guy because you, you know Kinlaw's six 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 seven something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the few people I've ever met that makes me feel incredibly small. Uh, so yeah, that, that's got to be kind of interesting when he, I mean, Coastal Carolina this year started a five foot nine center. <laughs> yeah, no, and um, I mean when I was there, we had a little bit bigger guys, obviously with me and the tackle that played beside me, but um. But no, I mean, he, he was a long, like he had long arms and he could definitely like lock you out if you didn't get into him right away. So, I mean, he was a hell of a player. So yeah, no, if you're, if you're short armed, you're going to struggle for him for sure. Uh, I got one more question. I don't know about Devin, but, uh, you know, one of the guys that, I, that I've talked to from Virginia Tech that has been one of your biggest proponents in terms of how good of a player you are, uh, and how, how slept on you are just happens to be a potential first round pick in Christian Darasaw. Uh, so I kind of want to give you the chance to return the favor to Christian. Uh, what's he like? Um, you know, we, we know what he's like, you know, on the field. What's he like off the field? Oh, no, I mean, Chris is just a chill dude. Um, but he's, he's, I mean, he just does what he does. I mean, he goes home, plays Xbox, and we go watch film together. I mean, it's, it's it's all the same, like, same shit. I mean, we're all kind of the same person. Like, we just kind of, you know, chill and relax. But no, CD's a fun dude to be around. Um. You know, he's a good personality. He's a very smart football player, very smart person. But, uh, no, I mean, I think he's the best tackle in the draft. But uh, we'll see where, where he goes, and I hope he goes as high as possible. I, I've, I've talked to him a little bit. I said as long as he's gone by 19 and isn't anywhere near Washington, uh, <laughs> I'm taking the crap out of my Eagles. <laughs> yeah, final question from me as well. Um, you know, kind of looking back over this season, um, and, and everything that you've done, done this season. Um, how do you feel just about kind of your progress as a player? You feel like you've, you know, taken yourself to the next level with a, a fantastic season this year, or how do you feel about kind of your, your overall standing as a player? I feel like me as a player ever since I got to college, uh, I've just been on a steady incline. Like every year I feel like I'm improving on things. And I think, you know, next year I'm ready to, you know, take another step forward and improve on some things that I think this season or that I should have improved or should fix as this season went on and stuff like that. So I think there's, for me as a player, I always believe that you should always improve. I mean, if you're not improving, you're, you know, you're going backwards. So um, for me, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, nitpicking whatever thing I think um, should be perfect, and that's not perfect right now. I'm gonna try to make that perfect, and uh, you know, just go on a constant, steady incline as a player, and you know, eventually, hopefully, hit that peak when I, you know, get to the NFL.
Absolutely, man. I mean, if you keep this up, I think that that's going to be, uh, you know, definitely in the possibility. I mean, for, I haven't obviously studied you because you haven't really, uh, your name hasn't really come up in terms of, uh, you know, of the next level. But whatever it is, I have a feeling you're definitely going to, you know, be selected relatively high. Um, but yeah, unless you got anything else, Devin, um, I appreciate you coming on, Brock. Um, you know, you got two big fans for life here. Uh, wish you the best, man. I appreciate y'all having me, man. It was fun. Absolutely. Brock Hoffman starting center for the Virginia Tech Oak.